0: Online at 960theBull.com. Your home for CBS Sports Radio, WRNS Kinston, Sports Talk 960, The Bull. And
1: hey, Welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. We are live. It's finally Friday, August the 11th in the year of a Lord 2023. Am I too loud?
0: No, yeah. no, you're okay, good. Okay,
1: cool. You're I good. saw you adjusting. I didn't know. Uh, no, you're good. I tend to get a little loud sometimes, Matthew. As you, you, know. you don't say. <laughs> you
0: don't say. Hey, at least you're self-aware.
1: I am very <laughs> self-aware. That's one of the things that's taken me years to realize, but I am very self-aware. But it's Friday, uh, August the 11th in the Year of the Lord 2023. This is hour two of episode 905 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenora Community College. If you missed our first hour, you missed a really fun hour. We had Paul Whittington and... Man, we did a solid 45 minutes on NASCAR, dude. Mhm. I know, that's a lot. It, that is a lot, and it's been a minute since we've talked about it, but uh catching everybody up. We're getting myself caught up too. Like I said, I've been away from it for a few weeks and man, uh you you congratulations,
0: about, by the way, on the engagement yes
1: sir i'm going to be joining your rank soon Woo-hoo. dude congratulations that <laughs> was great
0: and and what a beautiful spot to do it in too um thank you, know. you i'd put a little bit of planning into that
1: and uh it shows yeah yeah well you know you know, guys like you and I who, are, who aren't exactly easy on the eyes, we've got to do stuff special to get the hot women That's that we're absolutely with. absolutely
0: know? right. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. I can
1: uh, honestly say the two of us, Matt, uh, we have definitely outkicked our coverage. Would you not most agree with that? Definitely.
2: <laughs> most not, definitely. And I'm not
1: saying that, you know. Uh, no, you're, you're exactly right. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, absolutely right. We, we we have to do special things and, you know, throw a little curveball in there to, uh, keep, to.
0: Keep it interesting. There yeah. you go. Sure. There you go. Sure. How is marriage, dude? You've not. <laughs> It's I'm good.
1: It's great. Have you had your first anniversary yet?
0: Oh you February. Yeah. So God time flies. It's a year and a half now. Yeah. yeah. Uh uh-huh. huh. Are you time? enjoying it? Wonderful. You were a lifelong bachelor
1: and then uh you get married. Uh, beautiful, beautiful wife. How 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 how's it been really this year and a half? Really
0: good. We um we went to Scotland for two weeks in, in May for her basically as her birthday yep. present. Um had a wonderful time, got to see uh, a lot of beautiful landscape in the UK wonderful trip dude people pick on me and Mm -hmm. i do travel a little bit i mean you know i'm 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 not retired but i'm
1: eh, quasi retired so i get to travel a little bit more than you have a job you can
0: do from almost anywhere
1: exactly but when people pick on me and your name has come up in the last little bit we took (laughs) 17 days off and went to alaska and and tucson i said huh i'm no matt young okay (laughs) i mean dude you really do you and I know you do it because of your love of history. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you do a, you do a lot of traveling. You did it before you were married and you're yep. you've continued it since you've been married. Yeah,
0: we uh, you know, we try to do one quote unquote big trip a year. Um, you know, whether that's trying to, you know, find a, a week somewhere or we do like 10 days. Um, so we've, you know, I I I have been to Ireland three times. Um, <sighs> England a couple times, France, Belgium, Switzerland, uh, Italy, uh, a man and I went back to Italy, we went back to England, um, and then we did Scotland, uh, which is some place that I had never been. And it it was both on our on our bucket list of places to go. And so um, after trying three or four times to get there and not being able to go because of uh, COVID the last two times, uh, we finally made it in, in April. What did this you do? Year. What did you do? Oh, man. Um, we, we castled. Okay. Our way through. You know, we, we found a lot of really cool places, a lot of interesting spots. We're both also fans of the the show Outlander. Okay. And so we went to several of the filming locations and saw where they had filmed certain, you know, wow. segments of the of the show, uh, which was really neat. And then of course the history aspect. Um so went to a lot of really interesting, unique places. Uh Hadrian's Wall. We did Hadrian's Wall. Um it was a wall built in in northern Britain by the by the Romans, nineteen hundred years ago. God, and, and it's still standing. Uh, y- y- a great section of it is. Yeah, I mean, it was originally like eight to ten feet high for like seventy five miles. Wow, and it took them several years to build it. But they started in one twenty two A D. Um, and now you know most of the walls what they call robbed out. It's been used for other things for churches and other buildings and roads and things like that but there you can still very much see um that the path of hadrian's wall and they're still doing excavations there from settlements and forts and things like that they're f- still finding new things all the time from roman settlement in britain you so. love this stuff don't you it's so cool yeah it's so you cool. can hear it in your voice dude. Yeah, i'm sitting right really across heat. from you but you can hear it in your voice it's as really well. cool yeah. so yeah we really enjoyed that and yeah, you know, being able to to, to go to a place and, and have, like, Roman history, and then just down the road is, you know, a medieval castle, and then there's, like, a Renaissance-era church, and then you can go to a museum that's a couple miles away. It's about World War One. It's yeah. just like, whoa, <laughs> there's a <laughs> lot of history here. And there really is. You have been all over the world, and again,
1: that voice lets through. That's Matthew Young. He's a CSS New Civil War Museum director. That is a, your title, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to make sure. Site I got manager, that right. yeah, site manager, close, director, yep. uh, chief, uh, executive director. I'm trying, I'm throwing every title at you. Okay? Whatever. Everywhere that you've been, there's, yeah. there's still got to be. You're a relatively young man. There's still got to be places that are on you know that you've still got on your bucket list of, Hey, oh, yeah i want to go here i want to go here oh yeah where are a couple of those places
0: um greece and the greek islands um you know a lot of history there yeah foundation of democracy western civilization kind of came out of greece um would love to do that um northern italy switzerland southern germany austria kind of the alps mm-hmm. um in the summertime probably because uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not really a big fan of cold. Yeah. Um. So, avoid that in the snow and the ice and everything. It'd be pretty, but I'm more interested in going there kind of in the in the summertime. Um, Southern Italy, Sicily, Malta are on on the list. Um, would like to do. We did Northern Italy. We did Rome and Florence and um and had a great time, but we both agreed we'd like to try to do Southern Italy and, and the Island of Sicily and, and, and Malta. Um, so those are, those are all on the list. Um, and of course, maybe down the road when it's a little, I keep always saying this when it's a little more stable um, going to Israel and the Holy land and, and the Egyptian pyramids and things like that. I mean, that's, that's just cool too. Have you ever thought about like leading a tour? I mean, like getting
1: people. My wife, as much as you—that's what I'm saying. My as much wife as
0: you, says I should be a professional tour planner. Okay, like, uh, like a because tra- when you go on like a tour, travel agent, you don't
1: just get a become part of a group. I mean, you self tour, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's I, the way. I remember you telling me that before that you you're not one of those guys that go and become part of a tour group and you know with sixty other people. Do
0: my own research, exactly, uh, which is kind of something I've done my whole life um i, I kind of take something and do my own independent research on it and I, I don't always believe what other people tell me yeah you know doing my own research taking primary sources and saying oh well, where did this come from and what's this about and what's this about um and then putting together my own itinerary kind of based on what my interests are
1: you, you need to do a trip to ireland again and so, i know you said you No, that's my in fact uh, ireland's
0: awesome ireland is amazing well you're gonna love this
1: uh i, I we air this show also on 252 ESPN, uh-huh. and uh, Mark Panicelli uh, runs that down there, so I do his show once a week. Okay. Well, before I went on vacation, that's one of the things he said, where are your five places you've never been that you want to go? Okay. And my list was uh, number five was I wanted to just rent a car like in Paris uh-huh. and then just drive through Europe. You know, okay. and take, have two weeks and just drive through and yeah. just that kind of thing. You'll see a lot. Number four, I wanted to go to Australia. I really want to go to Australia. Yeah, that's that's on a bucket list for me too. Yep. Three was going to a Super Bowl. I've never been to a Super Bowl before, dude. Okay. Two was Hawaii. I'd like to do the Hawaii thing. Number I've been to one Hawaii. though. Number one though. Ireland. Ireland. Yeah. And part of it is I'm a big U2 fan,
0: right? You know, and I would love to go to they've Dublin got a and- e- they've got a great exhibit in the little museum of Dublin on U2. It's a whole room dedicated to U2. Really? Yeah. Pretty awesome. Yeah, it's really neat. Okay, when, and they when, got a lot of signed stuff too because the band actually went for the opening, uh-huh. and and signed a bunch of stuff, you know, at, at the opening. Little museum of Dublin. Do you think I could go to Bono's house? And uh, he doesn't have a restraining order on you at this point, does he? Not
1: yet. Not yet. Not yeah, we're gonna see uh, okay. Jonathan. You know, Jonathan Massey. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. see him, and uh, we're gonna see him. We're gonna see you uh, two in Vegas in October. Okay. So pretty excited about that. I don't know if you've heard about the the new spear that they have there. Yes. They're yes. So it looks like, like a big billion dollar. dollar. Yeah, whatever it, it does. Is. Yeah, exactly. They're gonna be uh, the house band there for like
0: three months. But That's I'd cool. love to go to Ireland. I mean, the, I and look, part I, I, of it I've, is, I've told you. Tell me when you're going. Tell me how many days you got mm-hmm. and I'll do a trip for you. Whoa. I'll plan one for you. Now, are you comfortable with driving on the other side of the road? I've never done it before, but I feel like I could. Okay. And you're
1: in the seat is on the right side too, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. It's on the right side and you're driving on it's 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 right hand drive on the left hand side of the road. So yeah. It's yeah, exactly think, opposite of us. Yeah. Um and to be honest, I Why mean... Why
1: is that? Okay, as someone who knows history as well as you do, how did that even happen?
0: That uh, developed in it de- that developed in the U.K. based on how they... The side that they drove carriages on. Okay. You know, horse carriages. So it just happened that in the U.S., we did it the opposite way. Yeah. And the, the traffic kind of stayed the same as motor vehicles were developed.
1: Yep. Does it ever mess with your mind when you're
0: driving in that? It, it does a little bit, and... E- I'm always nervous going over to start with, but once you get in the car and you realize that whatever side you're driving on, that always has to be to the center line. Yeah. I'm good. Okay. So I get I mean, it. I I'm i not, yeah. I'm not driving a NASCAR race in the UK. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, and, I and just think
1: of uh, your National Lampoon's European yeah, vacation yeah. when he gets called in the roundabout.
0: And, and see, in, in France and in Germany and in mainland Europe, they drive on the same side of the road as we do. It's in the U.K. and Ireland that it's flipped. Huh. And it's also in, like, former British colonies. So Malta, it's, it's the same side as the U.K. Jamaica, same side as the U.K. Um, and then there's the oddball Japan, Which they used to drive on that side and somebody said, oh no, they drive on our side now. And it's like, well, that would have been complicated. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I don't, my, my rule is I will drive on the other side of the car. Mm -hmm. If the signs are in English, (laughs) if I can read the road signs, I'll drive on the other side of the car. If I can't read the road signs, I need to be on the side of the car that I'm comfortable driving on. So if I my, my dream of one of my bucket lists of going to Paris
1: and driving through Europe, I would be good. Oh on the yeah, right you'd be the- you
0: would be fine.
1: That is crazy. That um, is crazy. You just to
0: need, need take take kind of a crash course on European signage. Okay, because it's a little bit different than us, and also everything in in uh, EU countries is kilometers per hour. I'm good with that. I figure, you know, we we have them on our cars too, so. I have a small problem. Uh Uh-oh. I got up this morning. We have two kitties. (laughs) Okay. And they go in and out. Mostly in, but, you know, they go out, use the bathroom, do whatever. Yeah. And our big male cat didn't come up for breakfast this morning. And it's like, he, he doesn't miss a meal. Yeah. You know. And we heard him meow, meow, meow outside. And we have like a little patch of woods by our house. And so, you know, he, clearly he's in the woods. My wife and I are out there this morning, meow, 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 looking for 15 minutes. We can hear him, but we can't see him. Yeah. And finally she says, oh, my God. <laughs> and I said, what? She says, look at the top of the pine tree. 60 feet up, the cat is at the top of the pine tree. Meow, meow, meow. So Matt climbed a tree no. and rescued the cat. How the heck do we get him down? Is he still up there? He's still up there. I had to come on a radio show.
1: Oh, my gosh, dude. I think you call the, the Kinston Fire Department. Okay, we're
0: not in the city limits. Ooh. We're in the county. Wait, what part of the county?
1: I mean, I'm not trying to put your business out there, but I'm mean, Over like, by Kentenia, Savannah. Okay, so that would be Hugo probably. Yeah, Hugo, Hugo Fire uh-huh. Department. Yeah. I
0: would call the Hugo Fire Department. But it's not like you can't, it's in the middle of the woods. Like you have oh to. Oh my gosh! So there's no way you could even get a truck out there. No, probably, probably not. Oh my gosh! So if anybody has <laughs> any ideas cat. how to safely get the cat out of the top of the pine tree, I am all ears because there is no ladder. Is there any? I was about to say there's no ladder that's no. going to be a fifty sixty foot reach. There's no way. Well, maybe you could put the ladder up
1: so far and then you can start climbing limbs i'm joking no no safe for the cat and safe for me (laughs) Uh, let me let me be clear oh gone, man i'll need to follow up with you on this to find out how you the cat's just gonna you're gonna have to somehow encourage it to come down maybe get some tuna or does it eat oh yeah he eats wet food
0: yeah he he's he's
1: get some pungent wet food down there you know open it and waft it up you know maybe maybe get a lot tell you what here's what i would probably do okay i'm being very serious Get a ladder that can go up as far as you can. like I've got a pretty good ladder. I probably put you up twenty feet. Yeah. You know, I mean you're saying sixty feet, but and then go to the top of that ladder with the food so the
0: cat sees that you're trying. Yeah. And then try to get it to come down maybe. That's a good dude. That's a quandary. He's done this once before and we actually had to we got a we had a, a neighbor who had a twenty five foot ladder that I climbed up and we had a basket and he eventually jumped down like into the um, into the basket and I got him down. So I, I think something was chasing him in the woods and he just got scared and went up the tree and now he's stuck. Oh my God. So, so is
1: Amanda still at home right now? or uh, I think Amanda also or? had to go to work.
0: Yeah. So, but I, I put markers how to find the tree again. So I, kn- I know how to get to it. And of course you can hear him. He's meow, meow Help me. <laughs> so, um,
1: yeah, <coughs> I'm surprised Linda's not responding to this. Linda, how do we get that cat down? Let us know. Well, we'll get her in here to get that figured out. Okay. All right. We've got to talk about, uh, man, so many great things happening next week. We've talked about, we've got high school football starts a week from today. We've got the Kansas North County Sports Hall of Fame. It starts on the 19th. We've got the Battle of the Badges, which is August 19th and 20th. There's something else going on, too. And then on top of that, you messaged me last night.
0: Yeah. And you let me know. You guys have a big thing going on at the CSS News Museum. Yeah, we have a brand new temporary exhibit opening on the crew. Of the CSS News. Oh, sweet. Um, so basically... Uh, On the real-life crew? Of, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, the, um, we had some initial documents from the 70s and 80s, and the only thing they were really ob- ever able... 1970s and 1980s? Yeah, 70s okay. and 80s from research that had been done by people who had worked there previously. Mm-hmm. They found, like, a typewritten list of, like, 45 guys. And they're like, okay, well, we know these guys served we think others did, too. They looked through some individual records, and some guys said, you know, transferred to CSS News. Oh, okay, well, they must have served on the ship. Um, during COVID, I really felt useless. I don't know how many of you kind of felt that way, like, I have so much time on my hands, mm-hmm. and I want to do something with it. So I went back to school, and I got my master's degree. <laughs> and my master's thesis was about the crew of the news. Okay. And so I did a lot of the, the research basically from behind a computer screen at my desk. And I was able to find a bunch of archived material in the National Archives that no one had seen before because the National Archives misfiled it or put it in the wrong place. Wow. Or put it in the place that nobody had looked. And I was able to find a bunch more names. And uh, now our, our crew roster sits at 110. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That is amazing, dude. And not only that, about a third of them served in the Army. Mm -hmm. So I'm able to cross-reference that with Army records and get their Army service records. And a lot of times in the Army service records, it'll tell you not only age, but height, hair color, eye color, complexion. Previous, you know, what they had done as a profession. So we've got that for a number of these guys now. Whereas before, we just had a name. Now we have place of birth, what they did before the war, um sometimes what they did after the war um how old they were, things like that. The average age ends up being about twenty seven really on, on board yeah from the from from the guys that we know how old they were, the average age is is about twenty seven
1: dude, that is amazing, and for people who are genealogy folks, I bet you'll have a lot of people interested in that to see, hey. Did I have a relative that yeah, was yeah, that served I, on I've it. had a few people go,
0: oh, did you find so-and-so? I was like, yep, there we go. Oh, that's my great-great-grandfather. I know, or my great-great-uncle, you know? Yeah. Um, surprisingly, not unsurprisingly, I should say, a lot of the crew is from North Carolina. But there's a lot of them who are not from North Carolina. Um, we have a uh, we have a sailor from New York City on the on the crew of the news. Oh, wow. We have one who was from Philadelphia. Uh, we have one from Delaware. We have one from upstate New York. Um, we have one or two from Maryland, a bunch from Virginia, a bunch from South Carolina, and and a bunch from North Carolina. Uh, but Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama, Texas, I, all, all crew members that, you know, really weren't known before. Mm-hmm. And so I'll be given a program twice. I'll give it once in the morning and once in the afternoon on the 19th, basically talking about how did I find this stuff? And why is it important? Mm-hmm. So um, I'm looking forward to that.
1: That is awesome. Yeah. Uh, if someone wants to come to that and be a part of that, what do they need to do?
0: Just show up to the museum. Okay. Um, it's going to be uh, September, uh, I mean, uh, uh, August 19th. A week from Saturday. week from Saturday, week from tomorrow. Um, and I believe the programs are like at 11 and 2 okay. that I'm going to be doing. And the exhibit will be open. It opens <clears throat> It opens Saturday, and it will be open for almost a year. So the temp exhibit will be there and be up, and you can come see that at your leisure over the next year.
1: Okay, as a sports guy, mm-hmm. I got to tell you, I get geeked out like when I'm doing research, and then I find – I'll just use uh, – Craig Hill an example, okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, and, you know, I'm going through 70s stuff, and, oh, my God, Craig Hill was a pitcher for Kenston High School, you know? And <laughs> yeah. And then – it's gotta be the same thing for you when you're going through and you see these names and you see familiar Latin, familiar surnames, yeah. of folks that are still here in Kenston in in Eastern North Carolina, isn't it
0: yeah, like one of the one of the documents that i I came across talked about um that one of the officers was um living with the parrot family, yeah, and it's like, oh, yeah, wow. we know that parrot's general store is their descendants, you know, so oh, well, help yeah.
1: Parrot Academy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or Rendell Parrot Academy. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So, um, you know, very much. One of the things, I, it just almost makes you realize is, it was it's difficult to find guys whose last names were very common. Smith and Jones and whatever else. And, you know, because there's 10,000 Smiths. It's like, okay, which one of these is my guy? Yeah. It was much easier to track down the guys that had oddball or... You know different last names. It was much easier to find them. Yeah. Um. Even if you had to change the spelling a little bit, it was still a lot easier to track those guys down. And I, and again, it's, it was interesting looking through, going, okay, is this my guy? Oh, this could be my. G- oh no, he died at Fredericksburg. Is this my guy? Is this my? G- oh no, he died at Gettysburg. Oh, this guy died of disease. Mm-hmm. This guy died. This guy died. This guy died. This guy died. Yeah, they're all dead by 1864. Wow. None of them are my guys. Yeah. You know, and it's just kind of like it's almost it's, like putting a puzzle together, isn't it? It very much is. It's yeah. put. It's like putting a puzzle together and not knowing exactly what the final picture looks like. Mm-hmm. That's what historical research is, and it's it's and you r- love it. it. I do. I do. It's really fun to do. It's really interesting to do. Eye opening to do when you can find those pieces to put together.
1: UNC Lenore Healthcare. They're the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find at hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kenston for all your healthcare needs or call them at 252 522 7000. You can also email them at infolenore.org at or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And uh, again, I want to thank Beverly Jenkins, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview. We've got a couple minutes left here. Ooh. Let's uh, wrap it up here with right. our good friend Matthew Young. Again, uh, so what can people expect if they are wanting to go to this on mm-hmm. uh, a, the weekends? Now, you said it's the display is going to be there yeah, for the about exhibit a year. Yeah, it's going to be there for a year. Okay. How many – will you do this a couple more times other than just no, the 19th? I, I,
0: no, what it will do is I'll probably do a, a, the the program at 11 and 2, mm-hmm. and we may Facebook live it for those that can't come in person. Uh, I love I'll, it.
1: And Then for fo- – because I'm going to be honest with you, I've got battle – I'm I intrigued by this. I, I mean, know. I'm, seriously, I'm intrigued by this. You're but busy. But I battle of the badges that day, yeah. and then we've got the Hall of Fame that night. Yeah. I want to go to this, <laughs> but I'm not going to be able to go on that on the 19th. Yeah. But, and for folks like me that won't be able to go on the 19th, where will you be doing the thing another day? We're gonna or? try
0: to do like I say, we're gonna try to do Facebook Live and okay. then save it as a video. So okay. somebody can watch the, the program at their at their leisure and we'll put it on our YouTube channel. Okay. So we have a YouTube channel, we have a Facebook page, Facebook.com slash CSS News. Okay. Easy to find. Yeah. Um so I, I tell you, it's uh I'm almost sad that baseball season is wrapping up. You know, I'm a big Braves fan.
1: I know you are, and I and, tell you uh, what, you have had all stars a season this year.
0: There are some of so, there are some writers now that are comparing the offense to the you know the 27 Yankees, and Good I'm like, God, uh, you know, I can understand it with the home run numbers. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, As a Nationals fan, can I just tell you that? Uh, and I see your Senators. Yeah, hat that Washington you're wearing Senators. Right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've, I mean, I I don't hate the Braves. I just I'm probably Braves neutral, but goodness gracious, you guys need you need to win it. I hope you don't do what you did. In the, and I'm not trying to be a hater here. In the '90s, in the '90s, when yeah. you had the best team in baseball for the whole decade, and easily, had one, one, and one, one World, world series. series. I know. I mean, uh, do something with it this time. Wait, I guess is what I'm trying. to want say. They won it
0: all in '21, so I know. you know, I know they've already got that one World Series yeah. out of the way. So let's let's. Uh, Let's win another one, though. I'd like to – I sure would like to win another one.
1: Well, i tell you what. you got all the talent in the world down there, and I still haven't been to the stadium. I need to go to the new oh, stadium. it's beautiful. I know, yeah, it's beautiful. I've heard there's a whole – they've built a, basically a whole little town, a little community yeah. around it. and the battery. The battery, yeah. yeah. And I definitely – we've got to get down there. It's probably not going to be this year uh, with all the traveling we've done so
0: First far. First time, time I went, I went with John Clemens. Did you really? Yeah, John Clemens and I went to, went to Truist Park. It was a good time. I love it. Yeah, I he had it. he knew somebody that he had worked with previously in baseball who was working for the Braves. Wow, and they were and he was able to talk to her, and um, we were able to go to the section of the stadium that um, or in the stands that the players' families sat in. Wow, so that was really neat. I, I didn't like meet, but the the girl who was working there said, oh, that's, that's Johan Camargo's wife and his kids. So that was kind of neat. That is very neat. Well, listen, Matthew Young, dude,
1: like I said, 10 months since the last time you're on, this cannot happen again. dude. Uh, and it's as much my fault as it is. Stop going to
0: Alaska for two <laughs> weeks. <laughs> I'm
1: getting engaged and all that. I know. Hey, dude. Or Scotland for two weeks in my case. So, in you your know, case. Yeah. Dude, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, again, August 19th. We'll talk to you soon, my friend. Sounds great. Let's play the birthday game. We'll come back and wrap up the show right after that. It's Friday. This has been a long week of work, I'm telling you. you After being off for 17 days and having to work five whole days in a row, John Dawson. Yeah. I just don't know what to do with myself. Man. I got a couple suggestions. Uh, okay, you do. <laughs> uh, before we get started, though, I can't believe we have not done this in a couple of days. Uh, this past Monday, I got to hang out with uh, Samuel Cornegie mm-hmm. uh, from Lenore County Emergency Services. He's the uh, assistant director, he's number two in all of Lenore County Emergency Services. I've known him, uh, what, for seven years now or so uh, after I got out of newspapers and started working with him during hurricanes and stuff. And I've known him for seven years, did not know this about him, John dawson yes he's a john dawson fan he goes to Bucklesberry.com mm-hmm. and reads bucklesbury.com okay that's, that's right. probably a
2: reason you didn't know it about him he was probably trying to hide it from everybody and here you are announcing it
1: well you know what when you're out on one of these operations like we were on monday with a young man who was lost mm-hmm. uh the young man that had autism and uh was nonverbal, and we were out there looking for him uh samuel was helping head that up And, uh, you know, I mean, when you've been sitting there for a couple hours and really nothing's happened, you just start talking about everything. And he just out of the blue asked me, Mm -hmm. you know, what started, which I get asked every once in a while. It used to happen a lot when I was with the paper, not as much since we both left the paper, but Mm -hmm. uh, but one of the old familiar questions of. uh, well this is what he asked about you he's like where does he get his motivation where does he get these ideas and he was talking about the uh column that you wrote about uh richard clark and i both getting engaged Mm -hmm. and he's just heartily laughing about it and everybody else was listening in was laughing about it too but so i want he's a huge john dawson fan sorry john bless his heart didn't say one word about you okay but uh
2: (laughs) well he you know he he likes the number two funniest guy on the show so it's it's okay
1: (laughs) (laughs) There you go. <laughs> but he wanted to know about you and mm-hmm. uh, what motivates you. Money. How do you? <laughs> you're supposed to wait till I finish the question. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> but uh, what motivates you? What, uh, how you get your ideas to write stuff? So, to Samuel Cornegie, one of your biggest fans, go ahead and tell him. First of all, Mister Cornegie,
3: thank you very much. I pre- appreciate the kind words. Uh, what motivates me? Uh, money, and <laughs> uh, you know, lots. No, um, well, money is part of it, but. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, it's Brian's fault. Uh, uh, old editor or publisher Charlie Crable and I used to insult each other through our blogs, as in fun. Just because you, we would do it in person. So they said, "Why well, don't you just type it up and put it online so we can monetize it?" And it went from there. It's just fun to do. Um, sometimes you get a notion that something's funny, and you think, "I'll put it out there and see if anyone else thinks it's funny." And Brian and Richard are just. That, that one about the them getting married, they're registered at uh, Target, by the way. Uh, that one could have been nine pages, so I'm just going to have installments. I just had to make myself stop.
1: I love, I love it. When you get something that, okay, having known you and edited you for as long as I did, uh, something like that, that was just that's low-hanging fruit, isn't it? I, I mean, mean, you, you didn't should, even have to work for that, did you? I got the idea maybe two days before I had
3: time to write it, and you just kind of let it percolate, and then it just rolls right on out of the oven.
1: Well, there you go. Uh, well, anyway, like I said, Samuel Carnegie, a huge fan of yours. And, and again, I've known him for seven years. I didn't know that, but uh, he reads your stuff. He was a fan of you when you worked for the free press mm-hmm. and uh, with Bucklesberry.com right now. Well, thank you, sir. Thank he didn't you. say anything about listening to us on the show, okay? Well, the man's got standards, Brian. I mean, geez. Yeah, I understand it, but Not does very not good know? ones. We're, a, we're an award-winning <laughs> show, dude, you know? You want to take this one, Mass? Me and Joe Dawson and Jonathan Massey. Oh yeah, was you're
2: right. Yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, based on your on your acceptance speech, you are an award winning show. <laughs> As I recall, Hi-oh. I don't remember my name being mentioned, Joe. Forgot well, uh, okay. everyone. Yeah. You know what? We
1: didn't. We've not talked about this. We've had so much to catch up on since I got back from vacation. Did y'all see the article in the Kinston Daily Free Press? We're not mentioning that one either.
2: Yes, you are.
1: <laughs> I, you know what? I have it pulled up
3: here are you intentionally.
2: Kidding? No. Yeah, Brian mentioned us once, but with the wrong names. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I want you to know. Let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. I'm pretty sure they spelled
2: my name wrong.
1: Oh, God. I hope not.
2: Yes, they did. did J-O-H-N. A-T-H-A-N. How'd they spell mine?
1: John, here is a
2: quote. No that says Having just
1: aired his 900 show, radio show on July 20th, Hanks received a Small Business of the Year award in June. The award was given, blah, 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 blah. By the way, I want to thank, I got to thank uh, Anna. uh will get Creed. to the part
3: about us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Here is the quote. <laughs> that was good. Hey, this is a quote. I was tremendously honored and very surprised to receive the honor, Hanks said. The award is a reflection. Not just of me, but of the hard work by everyone involved in the show. John Dawson and Jonathan with two H's, Massey are my co hosts. Tony Denton, it is a blessing to be able to work with them every day. I couldn't do the show without them. Wow. And now
2: I don't know who that Jonathan is because it
1: can't <laughs> be me. Yeah. Oh, there you
3: go. Ah. That's funny. Every time Barney Fife would arrest somebody in the paper, they would put his name in the paper as Pike instead of Fife.
1: God, really? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why I don't remember that,
2: but I kind of jinxed myself on that after the Byron Chanks thing and the (laughs) Joe Dawson. Had that one coming. At least mine was. At (laughs) least it
1: sounds like, you know, Jonathan Massey. But yes, I mentioned you two in the the very first quote. It's the third
2: paragraph.
3: He probably has it written on
2: his hand. Do not forget John and Jonathan.
3: I thought they had legally banned my name from appearing in that paper.
1: I thought the same thing, too. Mm. Well, you know, when you get rid of uh, some of the... uh, Dead weight at the top. There you go. Yeah. Uh, And you get good people in there. Trevor Donnell is now the uh, editor of that paper. Mm -hmm. They're doing their best. In fact, got to give them a little bit of love. They're going to have sports in there. They're going to have... a uh, prep football section on the uh, I, I Thursday, don't know. August 18th. I
3: don't know the man. I just uh, I heard the interview you did with him yep. on here a year or so back. Yep. I just say he probably has next to no resources to work with. So
1: bless his heart. You remember that. Yeah. Yeah. You remember that via your mother
2: who I spent more time at that place than some of the people you employed. So <laughs> that's true. I
3: remember as the awards went up, the pay went down. Yeah. <laughs>
1: How sad is that? Isn't that crazy? But, but, but bless
3: the man's heart for uh, putting in the effort.
1: Yeah, but uh, evidently we were on the front page of uh, the Kansas Daily Free Press. Wow! So, uh, yeah, thank you to, uh, thank you again, like I said, to Anna Catherine Creech uh, thank for you, writing Cre- that.
3: Thank you, Catherine Creech.
1: It ran July the 26th. Uh, so there you go. There you go. And uh, that's all the time we have for yeah, today. That's all the time we have. No, actually, we're in very, very good shape. It's Friday. What are you doing this weekend, Jonathan Perrot Dawson?
3: Recovering from the week, we finally got the the release stuff for one of the albums done. Now it's time to start on the next one. It comes out in April. It'll probably take from now until the end of March. <laughs> when does this, al- what's the name of this album? This album is not Third of Never. This is Electric Forgiveness. It's kind of like uh, extreme soundtrack kind of music. That's the way I know how to put it.
1: What's the name of the album?
3: Uh, original Score, because it's supposed to be part of a movie that may or may not ever see the light of day.
1: Okay, very cool. Original score Yeah uh, Well cool what, what about you over there uh, Mizzle What you gonna do this weekend
2: I think I have Had my weekend Planned for me I believe we're gonna be Going to Repticon Up in Raleigh Wow Which is great for me Because you know Reptiles Oh I forget
1: Yeah that sounds fun Until you think about What you're going to go see Which is snakes And snakes And snakes Right
2: Yeah I told you One of my mildly Venomous snakes Bit me Did it kill you Yep, dead as a hammer. <laughs> what happened? Nothing. It's too small to really. It's, it's like a ant bite for an adult human.
1: Well, you know uh, that's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to bite you. They're supposed to bite people.
2: No, well, they're supposed to bite things they eat.
1: So he's going to Repticon. I will be continuing to work as I have all week long. Uh, the Little League Softball World Series in Greenville. Uh, you should go out there and support these young ladies
2: i am I, you know i'm proud of you Brian. You've, you're finally trying to live out your dream of being a, a little league softball player we knew you could do it
1: yeah i'm saving you work because i love you john <laughs> and i'm not going to say <laughs> that you're just giving me any work well i'm not going to give you more okay. How about that right. that good john dawson you almost had a perfect game yesterday uh you were up four to nothing and then uh, Jonathan Massey rallied to get Herbert Hoover, the <laughs> king of uh, the vacuum cleaners. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but you still won yesterday. You lead two days to none so far here in August. But as, as uh, virtue, the, uh, in vir- God, I'm tired. In honor of you winning yesterday, you get to tell us about our good friend Jacques Passeleg and Goeco Office Automation. Jacques Passeleg is the uh, captain of uh,
3: Goeco Office Automation, and they sponsor this segment. And uh, unlike Herbert Hoover, Shock Pass Leg is still alive, and he's uh, steering the country not towards... uh, He's uh, he's sending them towards... Wow! He's sending them towards... uh, business beyond their wildest dreams they're gonna he's gonna make you a success and if you're already a success he'll make you a bigger success back to you brian
1: i love it uh well i'm gonna kick it over to our son uh jonathan massey over here who has Jacques pass like remember, and be honest with us how many times a week do you drunk dial this number that we're getting ready to give out a week a week yes how many times a week 14 <laughs> Mm. At all times of the day, too, right?
2: Well, you know, my, my routine is I wake up and have uh, a couple Bloody Marys for breakfast, give Jock a call, then I drive to work, and uh, then I get home and have a few mojitos and give him a call again.
1: I do. I had, you know, my 17-day vacation that I had, you know, yeah. the previous couple of weeks, I drink several mojitos, man. I have, that has become pretty I much put my put a light out choice. in the
3: yard to kill mojitos. Those things are annoying. <laughs>
1: should i yeah you earned that one but a me-
2: well we you won- know the last trip we went on when we got to the airport my go-to i went right to the bar mojito please
1: yes you did will we be doing that when we go see uh eight weeks from today the world's greatest rock band you two from dublin
2: <laughs> you, <laughs> you, that your, funny that you you bet did. your sweet patootie
1: you're absolutely right. Wait a minute. 20. Then how many days are there? 50. Eh. Oh, shoot, dude. It's nine weeks from today. I keep eh. saying eight. It's nine weeks from today. So you only have to hear it for nine more weeks, John Dawson. Oh, I'm sure it'll be longer than that, Brian. <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, give us that <laughs> phone number for uh, GoEco Office <laughs> Automation there, Jonathan Massey. And coincidentally, often wrong. Yeah. Um. Why are you staring at me like that, John Dawson? Giving me
2: stuff to cut, and I'm getting <laughs> a little tired of it. It's a 252 252 286 286, 286 53 Or you can visit his website at goeco.nc.com. What is goeco.com or bucklesberry.com? That's right.
1: I agree with that wholeheartedly. Hey, we got two musical hints to start the show today. This was from Dirty Dancing, which I know you watched many times. Hungry John Eyes. Hungry Eyes. Bye.
3: Oh, was this the guy that was on the soap opera? Jack Warner? Jack. Oh, no, something. no, no,
1: no, no. I, I, maybe I got my name wrong. He's easy on the eyes, though. Eric
3: Carmen. Oh, he's the guy from The Raspberries, Eric Carmen. Okay. That was his first band. To tell you
2: Give me your hand. Just touch his knee. <laughs> we finally did it we killed him <laughs>
3: flammy eyes
1: wow everything got a little swimmy there for a second it's
2: always promising oh, wait a minute chorus Yeah, I don't like this. 80s
1: cheese power ballad. Yeah. Did you remember, Did you ever see Dirty Dancing?
3: I've seen bits and pieces of it. I, I couldn't watch it with a straight face. I, I, I love seeing Jerry Orbach be <laughs> the concerned father. There was a girl that I dated one time. Uh... Don't make me. Don't, <laughs> no. don't. You got that look on your face. Do I have hungry
1: eyes? I'll cut the whole segment. <laughs> I get the birthday game in just like two and a half minutes. <laughs> if you're lucky. Uh, Which is
3: like a record for you. <laughs> anyway,
1: Anyway, uh, let's just say Dirty Dancing was uh, the, the movie uh, with this girl, okay? <laughs> Hungry eyes. Now, I got to apologize with my this bronchial thing I've got going on. I'm not really able to sing up to my uh, yeah, usual standards. Okay? She was that
3: hungry. Was she from Ethiopia?
1: <laughs> wow! <laughs> but if you remember this scene in Dirty Dancing, to our female listeners, uh, this is when uh, when uh, Swayze, yeah, Swayze and Jennifer Grey were dancing with each other and they were giving each other hungry eyes. You know, which I still find hilarious about Dirty Dancing. He was supposed to be like a mid '30s guy and she was 16. 15 or 16. Eric Carmen over there, uh, John Dawson. How old is he today with his hungry eyes? 68. You say 68. What about you over there, uh, Mizzle?
2: Well, Eric Carmen in South no, 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 Park Eric Carmen. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Lead
1: singer of the Raspberries. Yeah, no. Um, 67. You said sixty-eight. How about this? Uh, he was born August eleventh, nineteen forty-nine. He's seventy-four today. Oh, okay. I would have. I'd have been mid-sixties myself. I didn't realize he was that much older. Mm. So, uh, uh, so congratulations, John Dawson. You're off to a one-to-nothing mm. start here.
3: Oh, Elvis Costello. Nick Lowe? I don't know. Joe Jackson. Oh, stepping out, man.
1: But I like this though. This is is she really going out with him? Is she really going out with him? Is she really really gonna take his home? Take him home tonight. Anyway, I'll let the core I'll let Joe Jackson sing that, okay? Where? There's
3: a lady that I used to know. Married now or engaged or something Again, so this is I an told. auditory medium <coughs> uh, And again, thank God. God Is
2: she really going out with Plus. him? God Is she really gonna take him home tonight?
1: Is she, she really, really going, going out with, with him?
3: If my eyes don't deceive me the sun all right, now play "Stepping Out. You got your okay. chorus. I did
1: get my chorus. You don't like that, though? I do like it, but oh, okay. I like "Stepping
3: Out better. <laughs> it's a little peppy. Tonight's the night when I go to and this does sound like an Elvis Costello song, song in my defense. There you go. Yeah, no, but I had that little... I love the little... Uh, I, I didn't recognize that yeah. little cataclysmic
1: thing. Oh, I forgot this. I do like this. Mm-hmm. Should have choked. I'm... I should have chose this one. You're right.
3: Ba, 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 ba. Year? Mm, 80. Oh, boy. 83? 82, but
1: she was close. <laughs> Joe Jackson. Uh, you yeah. want to listen to a couple of you are running a little bit long here. Okay. Um, Whose guess is it? I think it's, it's uh, Jonathan Massey's. No. Do you know Joe Jackson? No, I do not. This came out in 1982. This is stepping Out. It was on the album. It's got shoes on the front cover, yes, but does. I can't think of the name of it. Night and Day. Night and Day. Yep. 70. You say 70. What do you say, John Dawson? 71, Brian. Should have gone the other way. Really? Uh, yeah. He was born August the 11th, 1954. So guess how old that makes him today, Jonathan Massey.
3: 68
2: plus one. He's
1: 69 years old indeed. Why would the, I, that? Uh, that surprises me. Yeah.
2: I knew I was close because he did like, that triple check. When I said 70. You... <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I was getting, I was so much into the song, to be honest, I had forgotten how old he was, but uh, there you go. 69. You want to keep us playing you want to, You want to get to the chorus? Ah, the whole thing catchy. Is. They played that at the beginning.
3: <laughs>
1: okay, there you go. That's our last musician.
2: I'm honestly concerned you're not going to make it.
1: <laughs> yeah, me too. One to one, and it goes back to you, John Dawson. He's been a game show host, an actor, a comedian. Now he's the world's top podcaster. It's... Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Uh, didn't you tell me he? Because I know he hosted Fear Factor.
3: News radio before News that. Radio. Five seasons, and that's a, I guess a fantastic show. If you ever want to borrow it, I was he it. good in it? Yes, he was. And th- that part was originally played by Ray Romano, and he got fired after the pilot.
2: What?
3: Yeah, all right, We got we got to stop doing that. <laughs> oh, we yeah. haven't done it in
2: a long time.
3: Well, well yeah. Oh, so that was. But yeah, Ray uh, lost it. Hell. Thankfully, <laughs> he re- he just didn't do it. It wasn't what they were looking for
1: joe crazy. rogan
3: and, and andy dick were the just the odd couple of those oh. what'd you say they were what they just had a good they form. were an odd couple because joe rogan's character was into like jujitsu and could fix anything and andy dick's character was allergic to paper and they oh. just you know fought constantly and it was kind of funny but you had phil hartman dave foley from kids in the hall uh steven root who was the redhead vicky peterson i think is her yeah yeah
0: Oh, I'm not Candy,
3: uh, Candy Alexander. This everybody on that show was funny. And when Phil Hartman died, John Lovitz uh, was on the last season.
1: Well, there you go, Joe Rogan. I tell you what, you talk about a man that has used every ounce of his talent and skill and everything. And He's now, a great
2: stand-up, by the way.
1: I have heard that.
2: I saw somebody the other day, and it was somebody that it was Bert Kreischer. I don't know if either of you know who. Bart He's on Kreischer Rogan's
3: show all the time. Yeah
2: he was on a different show he said i think joe rogan is a top 10 stand-up of all time because of how he uses his platform because he doesn't tear down other comedians he Mm -hmm. he's going to bring other guys in and build them up like for instance joey diaz who's very funny his stand-up's a little blue and not that great
3: i'd never heard of him till rogan
2: but rogan brings him in and he is just blown up he's hilarious that is he's filthy but he's hilarious
1: well the thing is about him though he has he's been successful at every level i remember him on fear factor i thought it was funny on fear factor i like that show actually and uh and i don't really listen to his podcast that much but he's a libertarian it's a great podcast yeah
3: and the cool thing about fear factor is he admitted he said look i know it's a, a gig he said i'm doing it for the money and he said, if they offer me that money again, I'd probably do it again. There you go.
1: Joe Rogan, how old is he today? John Dawson. 59, you say 59. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 58. He was born August 11th, 1967. He's only 56 today. So Jonathan Massey, for the first time this month, you take a lead. You're oh. up two to one. Oh. Oh. Hold the, hold the presses. <laughs> hold the presses indeed. It is the first time you've been uh, ahead all month. And it goes to you. He was born. Might as well uh, go ahead and concede today because he's getting this one. He was born Terry Jean Balia, but we know him better as? Oh, yeah, brother. It's Hulk
2: Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> what you going to do, John, when Hulkamania runs wild on you did you see how he did his shoulders there when he did that? Dude, you did your shoulder yeah. <laughs> That was pretty impressive. I, by dude. the way, hate Hogan. Despise I the do. man. I
1: know you do. And he's a pretty slimy human being. He's too. a racist. What and not just that, I mean he's been bad to his kids from what I understand. I mean and he's his wives,
2: just, but the wives thing that's kind of a wrestling tradition at this point. <laughs> I'm not excusing it, but like yeah. If, you, if you're going to fault him for that you just need to hate wrestlers in general
1: well there you go but uh hulk hogan let me ask you this in all sincerity you're our re- we've, we're all three different experts on different things mm-hmm. here on this show you're our wrestling well you are you're mm-hmm. a wrestling expert you love wrestling There can in in the world in the history of wrestling has there been a more other than i, mean, I don't even i think he's more recognizable than rick flair i mean is there
2: a oh, more recognizable
1: more. wrestler
2: he than was hulk the main hogan?
3: guy at the height of it wasn't
2: he? so Rick Flair was huge when it was like territory wrestling. So when WWE their market was like the northeast, Rick Flair was in NWA which is where, you know, where we grew up. NWA was big. Dusty Rhodes, Rick Flair, um Junkyard Dog, those guys were huge here. And Hogan was the first like big star. Him and Andre the Giant when WWE became a a Nationwide, national, yeah, national, and to a lesser degree, worldwide phenomenon. So, if I'm giving my Mount Rushmore of wrestling, Hogan's going to be on it. I don't like the guy. I wish he. I wish somebody would supersede what he did, but he came along at the right time, that golden era of wrestling, and he's always going to be synonymous with WWE. I remember
3: he and Mr. T hosted SNL. He was so popular at one time. Oh, yeah. Was it good? I mean, they, he, they, I think they followed what the writers told them, but they had a sketch called Fernando's Hideaway with Billy Crystal. You know, it's better to look good than to feel good, Dolly, and they
1: were that was pretty funny. That's cool. Uh, Jonathan Massey's top five all-time, all-time wrestlers in popularity, not in showmanship, in popularity. but in popularity, one through five.
2: Do I have to rank them one through five or yep, just give yep, my top yep. five? I want
1: one through five, Jonathan Massey. Just say you top five.
3: You Andre
2: the Giant <laughs> number five. Okay. Um, I think he died premature, like, just being that. Um, number four, three and four is going to be tough for me, but three A, three B. Okay. Uh, Rick Flair and Stone Cold Steve Austin.
1: There you go. Ding, ding, ding. Number two? The, the Rock. The Rock. going The Rock yeah.
2: Johnson. Number one, Hulk Hogan.
1: There you go. That's, that's what I was wondering. Well, how old is he today over there, Jonathan Massey? Today is Hulk Hogan's
2: birthday. Now, Here what's you your top to five
3: ladies of glow wrestling?
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: I can give you a top five women's wrestlers of all time.
1: Uh, we'll save that for another. Um, We're, we're running long.
2: Yeah. sixty. 67.
1: You say 67. What do you say, John Dawson? 68. How about after all that five minutes of wrestling talk and you're going to beat him on Hulk Hogan? Rarip. He was born August 11, 1953. He's 70 today. Jesus. Yep. No, no, no. Hulk, Hulk, Hulk Hogan.
2: Hogan. Ah! Some would argue it's the same thing.
1: There you go. Well, it's two to two going into the last one. John Dawson, here oh, we man. go. He's Thor and one of the Hemsworth brothers. It's Chris. Chris Hemsworth. You have no chance. It is my this. guess. It is your guess. At least you get to guess first. He's 42. Four. He... Jonathan Massey, he said 42. You say,
2: in an effort not to screw myself out of it, 41.
1: He was born August 11th, 1983. He's 40 today. How about our boy over here, John Dawson, who had no idea who Chris Hemsworth was, gets within two years of it? That was pretty impressive, right? Mm-hmm. You got to give him credit, Jonathan Massey. I give him nothing! (laughs) There you go. I get one of those a month, okay? I Mm. think I deserve one of those a month. You just had a
2: vacation. You deserve nothing!
1: (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Hey, local birthdays today, and one that I know means a lot to you, and I want you to have an opportunity to uh, Jonathan Massey to give some love here. Al Jones, Alva Jones, works the front desk at the Kinston Community Center. If you're talking about the five or 10 most positive people in all of the County of Lenore. Alva Jones would have to be one of those 10, would not he? He
2: he has a very infectious personality. I yeah. love Mr. Al. i i worked with him. Obviously my when my first go around with the Community Center at the front desk. Um, before I left this most recent time, worked with him a little bit again. Uh, when I was working upstairs, I would see him almost every day. And every time I would walk in every morning, i would come up through you know, i would come through the back door of the facility and walk up by the front desk and every day say hey mr a
1: <laughs>
2: he was uh he's, he's kenston's version of the say hey kid that's, yes. that's what i've always called him
1: and he's so positive i've never seen him unhappy i've never seen him without a smile on his face and this is after months of going to the gym at five o'clock in the morning and he's standing there at five o'clock in the morning and is loud and gregarious and ready to welcome you to the Kinston Community Center, John Dawson.
2: I can. Uh, I'll say this. This is a little, little story. I know I try to keep it short. Yeah, you got to. When my buddy Brandon passed away, I was supposed to work that day. I called Kelly and let her know. And I stopped by work just to make sure I didn't have anything I needed to do. And uh, Mr. Al and Miss Georgie stopped me at the front desk and they both wrapped me in a big hug. And uh, it, was, it was tough to keep my composure. But, you know, just the the love and kindness that that those two exude is uh it it really is it's infectious
1: and they're a team very much definitely a team mr and miss georgie uh they're awesome happy birthday to them and you literally have 15 seconds to expound on what i'm getting ready to say it's also paul being cardi's birthday the uh the the man that uh made byron shank's Uh,
2: famous. (laughs) Yep. Byron Shanks will forever live in my phone. (laughs) Gentleman from ESPN really sent that to the stratosphere.
1: Thank you, Paul B. and Cardi. Good guy, though. Super, super nice guy. And uh, happy birthday to him. Happy birthday to Mr. Al. And if today's your birthday, like those folks, uh, have a great birthday. We will see you on Monday on the birthday game presented by GoEco Office Automation. And again, want to thank everybody who uh, made this week back. Just an amazing week, uh, and especially today. Uh, Paul Whittington in our first hour. Matthew Young in our second hour. Man, I'm telling you, get ready for next week. It's going to be one of the busiest weeks we've ever had in the history of this show as we're going to have all the coaches on, football coaches, first week of uh, football season. Uh, As many of the Hall of Fame people we can get on to, have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday on the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College.